Welcome back to the 7B Podcast. I'm Dylan Green, the sports editor here at the Bonner County Daily Bee in Sandpoint. On today's podcast, I'm going to recap a story I wrote this past Friday about 2002 Sandpoint grad Corey Allard. Corey won the 22nd running of the Idaho 200 late model stock car race on Saturday, July 31st at State Line Speedway in Post Falls to claim his first feature victory and the $5,000 first place purse. As thrilling as the victory was for the 37-year-old Sandpoint native who has been waiting his whole racing career for a win like this, it didn't come easy. Corey started ninth in the 26-car field, and early on he got collected in a multi-car accident. Their day could have been over, but fortunately, Corey's crew was able to fix the car and get him back on the track before the race restarted. He got involved in another incident, but survived that, and in the second half of the race, he slowly picked off the cars in front of him one by one until he crossed the finish line. When I spoke with Corey over the phone this past Wednesday, he reflected on that night and walked me through the journey he took to victory on that day. First of all, it was hot. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know, 100 or something. I, I don't know officially how hot it was, but it was at least close to that. I kept hearing people say it. But, um, yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of cars show up. I think there was 43 cars showed up for the, the weekend. We got there on Thursday and practiced and kind of started dialing in. And Friday was qualifying and... Uh, we qualified fourth out of the 43 cars, I think it was. And, okay. Um, I mean, I, I knew we had a good car the whole weekend, you know, but uh, you never really know till the race gets going what, what you really got. And um, They did a 12-car a invert, so what they did is they took fastest and they put them 12th, and then they kind of trickled back down to, to first, so... Okay. Uh, since, since we qualified fourth, that meant we started ninth. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, we kind of picked picked our way towards the front a little bit, and um, then we ended up getting wrecked, uh, caught up in a wreck. Mm. One of the drivers lost his brakes and um, got all sideways, and then spun out in front of us and collected us and ripped the ripped the whole right side of the car off and damaged, you know, damaged the bars and everything. We had to cut all that off and cut the bars out of the right rear tire and change that to, to get back out. And we were able to do it fast enough before they went back to, to racing that, uh, you know, we, we were able to continue. So, um, that was, that was not the start that we were hoping for, but, uh, (laughs) you know, Nobody gave up. We all, you know, my my crew, the my friends and family that were helping, and um, I got a guy that we work with, Chuck Carruthers. He he was there helping us. He he does our shocks and a lot of our setup, and um, he he was there, and they all got the thing ready to go back out, and and uh, so yeah. We just, uh, we survived the first half of the race. We survived the first hundred and then they do a hundred lap, you know, at a hundred laps to do it. It was like a 10 minute intermission where we can change our tires and add fuel and, you know, little, little things. Right. Um, I think we were, we 
up to 16th at one point in the first half because we had to start in the back, you know, after the race or right. after the wreck. Right. And uh, we got up to, I think, 16th, and then we got involved in another incident <laughs> where we had to go to the back again, and then we fought our way to 12th at the halfway 100-lap break. Wow. And uh, then from there, it was... You know, we had a few breaks where, you know, a couple cars dropped out in the top, you know, 10. But, uh, you know, one of them was a, a strong car at the, I think he was running second when he got a flat tire. And another one was, I think, running sixth when he got a flat tire. So, you know, we gained a couple spots there, but everything else we, you know, we earned. So, right. Um, I think with about 55 laps to go, we were sixth uh half a lap behind the lead group and we we were able to run them down and um you know we were just consistently uh about two tenths of a second tenth and a half to two tenths of a second faster than than all the other guys in front of us so we were able to track them down and uh about 15 laps to go we got a caution and we were running third at that point Mm-hmm. and uh, able to cool our tires off and kind of regroup. And when we went back to green, we were able to make a run at them. And, um, you know, the the leader at the time, uh, you know, we didn't know it, but later on I, I heard that he had some, some troubles, but, um, you know, he, he still finished fifth, I think. But, right. uh, you know. So we were able to get underneath both of them and take the lead with, I think, eight eight laps or seven laps to go. Right, okay. Wow. And um, led the remaining laps, held, held them off. Corey said he could hardly talk after the victory, especially because the Idaho 200 is the crown jewel race for this area. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, at first it was kind of like, uh, you know, hard to believe. It, it finally, uh, things went our way and, and we earned it. Friends and family stormed Corey following the win, including his dad, Brad. After Corey graduated from Lewis Clark State College about 15 years ago, he switched roles with his dad. Corey hopped in the driver's seat of the family's late model car at 21 years old, and Brad took a step back to support his son's racing pursuits. The two never switched back and have continued to work side by side to build the best race car, hoping that one special moment would come to fruition. Corey's love for racing came from his dad, and he said it was special to share that win with him. Corey has a crew full of friends and family, but he and his dad are the two that pour their blood, sweat, and tears into the car day in and day out. At that point, I was just so happy, you know, I just, for my dad and all the all the time and money that he puts into it, and um, to finally win one, you know, uh, as the driver and uh, with him, you know, being there and us putting this car together and everything that that meant a lot to me um and i know it, it means a ton to him um you know there there comes a point where you do this long enough you kind of start to wonder you know are we always going to fall just a little short mm. and uh you know finally finally we we were you know on the top of the board at the end of the race and um you know i i know there's a lot of people at state line that were there that have watched us race over the years and friends of mine and um you know the 
the crowd really seemed to be pretty pretty happy and um <laughs> you know because like i said there's a lot of people that we've raced against and that we've uh known for a lot of years that that come there and watch and right um and people that have watched my dad race you know that were there and um so the the crowd was definitely a little rowdy at the <laughs> at the end when i got out Corey's connection with his dad through racing started years ago when he traveled from track to track with his dad when he was a kid. He helped him whenever he could, and now his dad is doing the same for him. Corey talked about when they first got in a late model and the deep history his dad has with racing at State Line Speedway. I drove my dad's uh, car, I think, the first time when I was 16. And then uh, I raced it a few times or a couple times in... Uh, when I was 17 mm-hmm. and uh you know then I went back to just it was his car you know and so uh I went back to just helping him and uh then I went to college and uh still helped him you know when I was back for the weekends and stuff and then um after I was done with that he basically approached me with do you want to do you want to you know switch and start driving full-time and and uh he'll he'll help and support and uh that's basically what we've been doing ever since so wow he's he's got in it a couple or at least once i can remember maybe a couple times and and practiced it but uh we've we've just never switched back so at this <laughs> point um you know he's he's uh getting to retirement and stuff so he's He's just happy that, uh, you know, we're still doing it and still still having fun. And, um, you know, it's a lot of work for, for him and I just to keep doing this. But right. you know, it's, it's uh, something he's been doing since he was a teenager. Started started racing with the old Colburn dirt track uh, when they had that out there a long time ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, you know, he did that for, I don't know, a year or two. And uh, to be honest, I can't remember if it was more than one year. But mm-hmm. then he decided to build another car and go go to State Line where it was a paved track because that one out at Colburn was a dirt track. And, right. Um, you know, he's won, I don't know, three track t- championships out at State Line between different divisions and a bunch of races. Wow. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, then I started doing it, and of course, you know, I didn't want to do anything but race late models because that's what he had been doing for quite a while when I was helping him, and uh, I just really didn't didn't want to get into those other classes. And right. so we started out slow, where I practiced several times and got to where I just started in the back of the races and stayed out of the way and learned, and we just kind of kept plugging away at it. All the adversity Corey and his team faced in route to victory just made it that much sweeter, he said. It was a it was a battle for us, but like I said, nobody gave up. The the guys on the radio, you know, kept kept uh, you know, kept me going and uh, you know, at the halfway break we made a couple little adjustments and uh, you know, we knew our car was good even after the wreck. We just didn't have track position and we kind of had to fight our way through everything. So, um, 
we basically were resigned to the fact, well, we knew we, we had a good car, but we didn't want to really change a whole lot because uh, we had nothing to really compare to because we were battling through the, the field. So, right. um, you know, it, we had what we had at that point and made, made, a, made a good decision on a little adjustment. And, uh, you know, our, our car was just really consistent over that, that 100 laps, that second half, and um, it, it really showed because we had, like I said, between like lap uh, 55 to 15 laps to go, we overcame a half a lap deficit and uh, got to third place. So um, we were we were definitely uh, probably the most consistent, you know, car um, over that second 100 laps. So. Corey has raced in Idaho 200 over 10 times, with his previous best finish coming in 2017 when he grabbed fourth. He's been the bridesmaid a couple of times, so he said it was great to finally break through for his first main event win. Yeah, so we've won a lot of, you know, exhibition things and preliminary races, and I finished second and third quite a bit over the years uh, in, the, in the feature, the main event, you know, a lot of people call it. Right. Um... But I just, you know, I've led even quite a few laps in those races, but never was, you know, at the top of the board at the end of the race. So um, we finally actually reversed things and kind of came from the back and was able to, you know, get to the front in the late laps, which uh, which we've, we've been leading late in the race and not finished it off. So it was kind of a little... Little reverse for, <laughs> for once that we were the ones coming to the front at the end. So the car Corey drove the victory on July 31st was just built this past year by him and his dad. Corey debuted the new car in May at State Line Speedway, but he got in a wreck in a Northwest Super Late Models race that forced him to stay off the track for a few months to fix it for over a month. Sorry to fix the damage. He returned to State Line a few weeks ago for a race, but suffered another setback when the power steering broke. Corey was finally able to showcase the full potential of the car in the Idaho 200, and the money and time put into the new late model paid off. We finally gained that couple of tenths of a second that we've been missing for several years, and mm. uh, we've been we've been fast all year. Our luck hasn't been great, but we finally <laughs> had one, you know, that didn't start out very well. It ended well, so that's right. good. Corey and his dad bought the chassis and frame from Chuck Carruthers. Corey said Chuck definitely deserves some credit and a piece of the trophy for what occurred that night. He's helped a lot of guys on the in the Pacific Northwest, so you know the last several decades, and um, you know he's he's just helped us out a lot, and um, you know we we can't thank him enough because you know he's. He's put a lot of time and effort into helping us over the years, along with other crews and teams. And right. um, you know, he he's there when we need him to talk to him about things and help get things fixed and shocks done. And so, like I said, he's he definitely uh, deserves some of this because without him, we we wouldn't have been there. That's for sure. With the weather in North Idaho, Corey only gets about a six-month window to hitch track. He said they typically race five to eight times each year, and he sticks mostly to races in Washington and Idaho. He'd love to race more, but it's impossible to find the time. Plus, racing is quite an expensive hobby. Corey joked that it's like having a second full-time job. 
Corey will return to state line in a few weeks for his next race, and he hopes to carry the momentum from this victory into that event. He said they'll also have to repair the damage that they suffered during the Idaho 200 to make sure that they'll be in contention. Regardless of what happens in the future, Corey said racing will always be a part of his life in some fashion. The Idaho 200 victory reminded Corey why he continues to chase his dreams behind the wheel. The sport of racing, you either have it in your blood or you don't. I mean, it, it's just one of those sports that um, it takes so much time and effort and money. And it's one of those things that could be over in seconds, you know, if you're in a wreck or whatever. And, um, you know, what keeps keeps us going is that pursuit of, you know, competition and, and winning. And um, when you, when you uh, I guess, have those years where things go really bad and, and you're not even competitive, you know, you kind of, Look at look in the mirror at the end of the year and go, man, is it is it worth this? You know, the time and money we spend and right. and the sacrifice that we we don't do things in our life to go pursue this and um, and then when things like last weekend happened, um, you know, it, it's all worth it. I hope you guys enjoy listen to more about Corey Aller's story. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time on the Seven B Podcast. Mm-hmm.